Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. I want to thank everybody who've been uh, tuning in, sharing, subscribing, showing love, showing support. Thank you. I appreciate you. And a uh, big shout out to DNR, man, Performance Methods out there in Plymouth, man. They let us go out there and rock the spot real quick, man. Showed us some good hospitality. Much love to y'all. Uh, they had a grand opening for their business, so congratulations to you guys. And, uh, you know, today, man, we got the house is full, you know what I'm saying? And nothing but talent, nothing but power, intelligence. I love it. And uh, we got all that bundled up in one package. You know what I'm saying? What we're talking about this brother here, man. We got a guest. Uh, you know, he's a good young brother, man. And, uh, you know, he's paving the way, man. He created his own lane. He's doing his thing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to him sharing his story with you guys. This is my man, Victorino. Hey, what's, what's up, up with your boy? Okay, <laughs> hey, Victorino. Every time I look on Facebook, Instagram, anywhere, everywhere, all you see is Victorino sitting there doing his thing, man. <laughs> Every event, all that shit. I said, Dad, this guy just as busy as I am. <laughs> yeah, it just picked up too, man. It just picked up too. I'm I'm grateful for it. You know, it's just it's been a really long time coming, you know, just and now like it's starting to snowball effect into the direction that I wanted to go. So that's that's what's up. So that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> love, man. You know, I just, I, I love how, you know, we got to meet. And since then, we've been connected to the point where, you know, here you are telling your story, sharing your talent, your skills, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, just people, people everybody come from a different path. You know, even though, even though a lot of us come from the same communities and the same environment, you know what I'm saying? Like every household had its own, you know, belief system. You know, everybody's situation still wasn't the same. So everybody's story is not you know, the same as everybody else's, you know, because everybody goes through, you know, different things in life. So, um, you know, tell the people about, you know, a little bit about who you are and where you're from, how you came up, you know, all that good stuff. You know, you know how we do the good, the bad and the ugly, man, you know? <laughs> well, what up, though, everybody? My name is Victor Eno. I'm an artist from Southwest Detroit, and uh, I grew up uh, in Southwest Detroit. Mostly on uh, uh, Senator and Central, like that area, that Verner area. That's kind of like my stomping grounds. But, you know, I'm familiar with all over, man, uh, Southwest-wise, not not anywhere else. But, like, uh, yeah, man. Um, I oh, could... yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me a little bit about your parents. Where are they from? Um, my Well, my, uh, my dad is originally from Mexico. He's from the state of Hidalgo a little village called Zimapan. Uh, I think I said that right. It's a weird, it's one of those weird uh, indigenous names that's, that's got yeah, a weird spelling. To homeland, it, but, baby. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Tongue twisters. Yeah, so, yeah, my dad's uh, from there. He came to Michigan probably around, like, uh, when he was 17. And you know what's crazy, bro? When I hear these stories about, you know, parents who have migrated, and I just be like, how the hell are they coming from Oaxaca, Mexico, or and, and landing in Detroit, though? How do you come from way over there to way over here? Like, there had to be something in Detroit that you done heard or seen, or you just came here like, you know what? I'm going to settle here, and I'm going to build my life. You know what I mean? So I'm like, Mexico is it's a whole nother country, a whole nother way of life. So to go from there to come to straight up Detroit, southwest Detroit, you know what I mean? It's crazy, bro. 
of all places and before the internet too you know before everything was like hey i know here every you still had the mail and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. i mean there was phones but yeah so my dad came here when he was like 17 to get away from his dad grandpa victorino rest in peace but uh yeah um you know he just came here and just started working you know and what then, kind of work was he doing uh, you know, factory work. Uh, he's been at this uh the the Wolverine Packing Company for like twenty plus years. Okay. And like he, I don't. He came across that place and just stayed there. And so, uh, yeah. Um, probably around the time he was like twenty one, he came across my mom. My mom was from here. Um, she went to uh U of M, uh Dearborn. And, uh, okay. you know, uh, she's also, she's also Mexican, but she's also, that's where I get my, uh, indigenous side from. So like, uh, your family's native American, right? Yeah. My, what, what tribe are they from? Um, we are, uh, Ojibwe from, uh, but our, uh, band or whatever, mm-hmm. where we're registered at is in Canada. So mm-hmm. we got Canadian ancestry pretty much. I need Nijis. I need to all <laughs> my Nijis out there, you know? <laughs> I got I got a homeboy. His his family, their tribes from Canada too. They're called. Oh, they're from Wampo Lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, shout out to the three fires, man. The Chippewas, the Odawas, uh, the Potawatomi's. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I befriended so many brothers doing so much time upstate. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize that there were so many Native Americans in the UP, and they're like everywhere. And I just started learning the Native American traditional ways. And then it was cool because I recently befriended uh befriended your cousin um Knox. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he practices, you know, the night the Native American traditional ways. <laughs> so we about to uh, put something together. We beat on that drum, you know what I'm saying, for final Fridays at the DHDC. So <laughs> tune in and show up at twelve eleven Trumbull, baby. Hey. Yeah, that's what's up. But yeah, me and him are from the state we're from that same area from uh Wapu Island. That's the name of the Oh damn! I said Wampo Lake. I knew it was the Wampo Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it might be something now. I don't know. No, I've never it heard is Wampo Island. Wampo, I said Wampo yeah. Lake. Yeah, that's the real name. everyday people, y'all. What you want to <laughs> But but yeah, Wapu Island. That's the uh, reservation where I'm registered from. So I technically, okay. uh, you know how like, I guess like I got my my green my papers to say that I am this tribe. So whatever. I mean, it's a little messed up, but like, hey, what are you gonna do? I mean, what can you do? We in a pandemic season still, unfortunately. Got the borders closed and everything. I can't get my money. Yeah, yeah. They be giving it bread though. Yeah, the the uh the reparations, man. What y'all doing, Canada? But anyway, um I thought they opened up the borders. Remember seventy five was backed up for three days? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. They just did that too. I don't know. I ain't going over there yet though. <laughs> I haven't been there in like twelve years. But uh okay. But yeah, that's where um my mom where our roots are from, but you know, she's from Michigan and uh she you know, done got a hold of your dad, found her old foreign exchange student oh man man but 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 He's yeah like, amor. <laughs> I don't, hey i don't know nothing about that but anyway <laughs> so yeah uh you know they start popping out kids uh, i got three older siblings uh and then there was me um um sadly uh about five months uh, after I was born, my my mom would pass away, 
uh, from a heart, the hereditary heart disease that we got in our mom, my mom's side of the family, and she passed away mm. in her sleep. So like, I never really got a chance to like get acquainted with my mom like that. But like, I I hear all these stories about her, and people always tell me how much I remind them of her. So it's kind of, I I wish I could say I I knew her, but to, to me it's kind of like it's kind of weird. I I mean, all I have is stories, and I'm grateful for that. You know, brother, let me say this to you, man. <laughs> get to know yourself and you're yeah. going to get to know your mother, bro. When you see, when you look in the mirror, look inside yourself, bro. You're going to see her. You're going to see her outside yourself. Mm -hmm. You are of her flesh. You are of her spirit, my dog. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? She is living through you. You know what I mean? You don't mm -hmm. need to look nowhere, baby. Everything you need to see is right inside of you, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I appreciate that, man. Like, like it gets it gets deep though. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, sadly that happened. Um, I ended up getting adopted because I was I was so uh, I was I, I was five months old. Like, what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. You know. So uh, thankfully I was adopted within the family. So uh, you know I get a new mom and she was married at the time and uh, you know. So that's mom and dad to me. What happened to your siblings? Um, my older siblings, they stayed with uh, my grandma for a little bit. Um, we all used to live next to each other. Like we lived in a, what are those? The, it wasn't an apartment, but it was a building that was connected like right next to each other. Like it was like um, a flat or something like that. I don't mm -hmm. know. Like I don't know. The, or something? I, I think so, but okay. yeah, it was in Southwest though. It was off of uh, Campbell and Christian Okay. So I, but we all like it was nothing but kids there. Like all my cousins were there, my my siblings, you know, and we kind of we kind of grew up together a little bit. I mean, I'm not gonna lie because I was so little, and at the time I was my my mom's only child i was sheltered so i never got to go outside because like she promised my my biological mother that she would always take care of me but like <laughs> at the cost of like so you staying inside baby, yeah <laughs> yeah but you know what though it's not just you bro you know what i'm saying because when i think about like i grew up I, i'm grew up in the 80s 90s you know what i'm saying and the streets were very dangerous life was very different mm. i left the streets in 02 you know what i mean and um you know, so when I came back home, I noticed that a lot of people were disconnected socially, you know, like their whole social life, you know, pertained to Facebook and, you know, any type of, uh, you know, online um, connections. And it was like, you know, people in real life don't even really, you know, see each other, talk to each other, you know what I mean? And I just really thought that it was unfortunate because, you know, God created us, you know, as humans to be able to interact with one another, you know what I'm saying, to shake hands, to hugs, to advise, to conversate, you know what I'm saying, there's, there's power within the words that we use with each other, you know what I mean, and it's just, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate, man, when, you know, the ways that kept people closer, you know what I'm saying, have, have exited, you know. Yeah, but it's... Sadly, it's just, you know, life goes on as, as hard as it is to say sometimes, but it's like, you know, I'm not mad. I don't feel like I was cheated out of anything, to be honest. I just try to keep that positive outlook. And, you know, it does wonders, you know, like how you said, there's power in words. It's also, you know, you got to have that mindset, you know. But um, what was it? So probably around like the time I was like 
six, seven years old. Like my older siblings go through like a foster care system. There's like a, obviously my grandma is too old to like watch three kids on her own. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so I basically get separated from my siblings. But and I kind of got used to growing up as an only child. I still I like the idea of being alone though. But uh, uh, sometime after that, my my mom and dad got divorced from each other. So there was like a like that was like the first time I I've ever seen like something like that. Like you know like parents arguing and stuff like that because they do the, they did their best to the two of them really did their best to take care of me and I I, I feel how like, long were they together too. Uh, they've been together since they were in high school, so they were like, um, they didn't just get out of high school. They've been together for some years, but I think they were married for like a year and a half officially. Okay. But then like, um, what was it? So after that, my mom ended up getting with um, what would who would eventually be my little sister's baby daddy, and like that was like my first experience with like domestic abuse and violence and stuff like that, you know. It's just like kind of like being, you know, like getting slapped upon and like, you know, uh, verbally abused and stuff like that, you know, like. And verbal abuse is something else, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit will drive you crazy, bro, when your yeah. parents are just yellers and screamers all day, every day. It's like, man, you want to run your head through a wall. That verbal abuse is something else, especially like, you know people who just want to degrade even their own kids you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying you call, like when i was growing up we weren't allowed to call each other like dumb stupid mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to degrade each other you know mm -hmm. what i mean but when you go out into the world and you start to see how different people function in different households mm -hmm. different communities i'm like shit you know what i'm saying they be talking like kids like get your little dumb stupid uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're going in on them kids like dang, man, and the kids I'm just like, take it. Damn. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> my mom wasn't like that, thank God. But like, you know, the the guy she was with, man, like he was I mean man, I mean I later on I found out he would be like tripping off coke and stuff like that, but I didn't know that at the time. Like I was still that sheltered even though I still got my my share of whoopings, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. on the low, and it's like, I, I shouldn't have to went through that, but, you know, in turn, like, they kind of made me open my eyes up about the world, you know, that was like, kind of like my first look into the, the real world, you know, because like I said, I, I always stayed in the house, you know, I was overprotected without really realizing it till I was like way older, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, all the stuff I'm getting to do now, like, I feel so free, like, the ability to express myself through my music, you know, the ability to go to these places and do these things, you know, this <laughs> I'm experiencing real freedom right now. So it's like, but yeah, back then it was, it was rough. Um, he, he didn't stick, stick around like too long after that, but like, it was, it was, it felt like forever for the time that he was there. So like that kind of like put in my mind of what, like, just, I, it shouldn't have been like that, but, like, my mom kept, like, running into bad men, I feel like, you know? <laughs> so, oh, it was yes, like, I understand. I have, trust me, I had a few stepdads, you know what I mean? <laughs> You're not my dad. Oh, that's the first thing. <laughs> oh, you ain't my dad. That's the first thing. Man, bro, I remember me and my mom were arguing one time, and I was yelling at her, which I shouldn't have. Mm. Man, this guy, he came up there, man, and slapped the shit out of me, dog. You know oh, what I mean? Man. 
I was so I I was so angry with my mother. Like, how you gonna let another man come up in here? You know what I'm saying? I told dog, I'm gonna get my dogs. I'm gonna get my gang. We gonna jump you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, cause you know sometimes the mothers when they find a, a man, you know what I'm saying? They allow that man to come into the house and run the house. I'm the first of, of three, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So for me, I'm like, I'm the man of the house, you know? Mm. That's how, I, even at a young age, you know, I always been the man of the house. And then you 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 get with a guy, you let him move in, and now all of a sudden he making rules and, you know, talking to us and treating us, you know, any mm -hmm. kind of way. And, and they put up with it because, you know, they don't want to lose their man, you know? Mm. So, you know, a lot of times that type of shit creates a lot of trauma too, you know, within, mm. within, uh, you know our, our our communities bro yeah it's, it's it gets like that man it's it's honestly i'm surprised at how common that issue really is i'm just grateful like i said my mom was able to realize you know sooner than later before things actually got worse to where he was like way out of control i mean he did get out of control but it was still kind of like i i never really got to see the full brunt of it I mean, mm -hmm. so I'm glad. And good that. thing you didn't, bro, because <laughs> like a lot of the elders that we came, like I came up with personally, mm -hmm. like they used to teach you that as a method to control your woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, let them talk back to you, don't let them disrespect you, you slap them. And it's like, like that was being a man. That's what they would teach you. You know, you pay your mm -hmm. bills and if she gets out of line, you... And it was like, damn, like that's some cowboys, you know, some wild west shit. You know? <laughs> yeah, man, it really is wild, man. And, and man, when you see that shit at a young age, and they teach they teach you that that's uh, socially normal, you know what I'm saying? It's normalized in in in, in our communities to do that you know what mm -hmm. i mean and you grow up with that you think that that's what being a man is that mm -hmm. you're supposed to control other people control your woman things like that bro you become a slave to an impoverished mentality that that, that mm -hmm. we've uh, uh adopted and just growing up in our communities you know mm -hmm. drugs are always an issue alcohol's issue <laughs> you know just you know but i think we're doing better man we're doing better you know i mean fuck, man we got a whole house full of good optimistic talented educated people you know what i mean like that i could see the difference bro mm -hmm. you know back then we were we were always fighting for a cause man but you know there were times man where it was just you know the blind leading the blind bro you know everything was about survival you know misguided loyalties you know people lost their lives and gave their lives went to prison died went to the grave you know what i mean mm -hmm. became drug addicts you know all that type of stuff man so to see you here you know what i'm saying <laughs> to see all these brothers here shout out know? to the squad though definitely man we'll see them soon yeah <laughs> yeah it's a blessing man to be around this much power dog mm -hmm. you know but yeah uh yeah so he didn't stick around too much longer and uh you know my my uh my dad well my adopted father, but that's my dad to me. Uh, he eventually would uh, remarry, and then so like he he would remarry to a woman that had uh, two daughters, one older and one younger. So I went from being the youngest to being the only child to being the oldest to being the middle. So I know what it's like. I had this weird Damn, dynamic where yeah, I know yeah, yeah, he was I, playing every position it was. You know? Yeah, it's weird because I, I I feel like sometimes <clears throat> when I'm, I'm a certain household, like I feel like I got to shift 
to that dynamic or whatever but it's like it's damn weird. that's crazy yeah <laughs> you know like, the big brother the middle brother the you know and the, the baby, the baby. <laughs> yeah it's it gets everybody crazy. get treated different everybody got a different responsibility <laughs> a different expectation you know what I'm yeah saying? it's it's crazy though but you know that just to me that, that just makes i feel like that makes me more unique in a way you know like i gotta I got a really big, confusing family tree, but you know it's still family. So the thing is, you don't figure out how to play your part. You know, you <laughs> yeah, your position. Yeah, I've been doing it long enough, but it's like, yeah, it, it's 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 been a process uh, from all the, the all the healing from the trauma and like you know like all the stuff I have I've yet to learn. You know, like I still gotta meet all my family that's in Mexico. I've actually never been to Mexico before. But bro, my, my older siblings know. have. And I, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, what the heck? You know what, bro? Even though even if you don't speak Spanish and even though like we weren't born or raised in Mexico, like, bro, when you get there, dog, like your spirit is going to connect with the land, bro. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When I got there, bro, and I was seeing, I went to San Luis Potosí to go visit my family out there, bro. And that was Mexico for real, for real. You hear me? Like, they had, <laughs> you know, the cactuses with the tunas. You just smelled the tortillas in the air. Yeah, you, just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everything we ate, we killed it first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Goats, cows, chickens, it doesn't matter what it was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's a way of life out there bro mm -hmm. but i just felt so in tune even though a lot of some of the people there you know rejected me because i was american mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying but it was a lot of people who still embraced me and and one thing that really embraced me the most was la tierra man the land you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying i felt connected bro you know yeah i, I hope that happens to me one day because i've seen pictures of where my dad's from and it's it's a beautiful town there. Mm -hmm. It's actually a resort town where okay. like a lot of tourists go there and okay. stuff like it's that beautiful. Like they got the like Tulum or something like that. They got these like waterfalls. Where they still like, got native Mexicans there. You yeah. Know I mean? My grandfather was one of them. Uh, the was it the tribe was called Otomi and he spoke the language. And it was it's kind of funny. My grandpa was to my dad about the Otomi language as my dad is to me about Spanish. So mm -hmm. it's like, <laughs> it's You it's ever seen funny, that movie yeah. Apocalypto? Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's a badass movie, <laughs> boy. Yeah. That's it's long, but it just, it keeps you on your feet, dog, the whole time, bro. <laughs> it really does. Can Make you me want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But so what what schools did you go to in the neighborhood? What kind of student were you? Did you play sports? Like, what was your thing growing up? I definitely wasn't the type to do sports. I still kind of not. I mean, <laughs> but, hey, I'm going to just keep it real. Hell no. <laughs> I, like I, when I looked at you, I, I could see him with a skateboard or some rollerblades, but he doesn't <laughs> look like he plays uh, football or nothing. You know nah, what I mean? nah, none of that. I mean, the most I do now is like martial arts, but to, to apparently for some people, that's too extreme. But. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, don't nobody want to spar with me, but anyway, um, <laughs> that's what the heavy bags for. Go heavy bag kicks my ass, but yeah, um, what was it? I was more like a quiet to myself playing video games all day. Uh, the school I, I went to, I went to three different schools. Um, the first school, it doesn't, well, two of them, they don't exist anymore. But uh, the first school was called uh, Medicine Bear. And that was a, a predominantly Native American school in Detroit over by uh, Fort Wayne off of Jefferson. 
Oh yeah. And I went there for uh yeah. for kindergarten. I mean, we still had stu- other people from the city to uh come and fill in the seats because you know it was still a public school, so we needed that count day money. Mm-hmm. But uh, what did they teach you there? Did they teach you like? like regular education or do they teach you like native american history teachings and stuff like that it was uh it was treated it was just like your basic public school it's just uh i didn't realize it at the time because as a kid like i all i saw was indigenous folk you know so that Mm -hmm. i grew up eventually i would grow away from seeing all that community as much you know i'm mostly immersed in the the latino community but it's still kind of like I remember those faces and there was just nothing but indigenous folk, indigenous teachers, indigenous students, indigenous uh, parents that would take the, you know, it was, it was, it was something, mm-hmm. you know, now that I think about it and I just kind of took it for granted. I mean, I was like five years old, so it was like, I didn't think I, yeah, these yeah, people yeah. were going to be for, forever. Yeah, you're a kid <laughs> trying to run around and go to the lunchroom and shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to play outside. What the heck? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um. So that was my first school. I went there for kindergarten. Then the next year, it got shut down, sadly. But uh, me and all my family went to that school. But after that, I went to a school uh, off of, I think it's Lawndale. I could be wrong. But there's like a school there now. But it used to be called uh, O.W. Homes. And now it's like uh, predominantly Middle Eastern uh, kids and stuff like that. So that's where oh, I was okay. like my first little experience. Damn, you got all kinds of diversity. <laughs> yeah, I grew up knowing all types of people, man. So like, uh, that was like my first little instance of like, uh, I guess, I mean, I knew I was already different because when I was a kid, I used to have long hair and I would get it braided like the traditional native braids. But mm-hmm. I always got made fun of because like they always thought I was like a girl. Even the parents thought I was a girl. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it is what I'll it is. I tell y'all, it's going to be Bertha around this month. <laughs> big Bertha coming through. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so after that, O.W. Holmes, I went there for, like, first and second grade. I forgot what happened, but uh, I ended up going to C- uh, Cesar Chavez Academy for third grade, which was over there off uh, um, Werner and uh, I can't even remember that street, but the elementary school is right across the street from like CVS and like O'Reilly's and stuff like that. And they had like a playground there. Okay. But, Where'd uh, you end up going for like middle school, high school? Like oh, where'd you graduate from? Once I went to CCA, I stayed there and um, stayed all the way to high school and graduated. Yeah, because they got, well, CCA <laughs> for like every every uh, grade, right? Mm-hmm. I was, I didn't, I wasn't there, but like I remember when they were building the middle school, which was like in 2000. Mm seven but first they built the high school first which i think was like in 2006 so yeah i remember when i first when i first got home from the joint my uh my niece and nephews they uh they were over there on um the one on over there on martin Mm-hmm. And uh, which what is that like? That's the, the upper elementary. Okay, yeah, because that, that's the one that's way off from. We like, went to Greenfield. Uh, what was it? Uh, not Plaza. That's <laughs> in Greenfield Plaza. What the hell was the thing by all the historical shit? In Dearborn. Oh, Greenfield Village. Greenfield Village. Damn, <laughs> Greenfield Plaza. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool though. You know what I'm saying? Getting out, taking them there, had a good time. You know what I'm saying? Then you learn a couple of historical things. You know mm-hmm. about the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, what kind? So, where did you end up graduating from? Uh, Cesar Chavez Academy High School. Okay. Year 2014. Was was like seven years ago that's crazy <laughs> i still feel young though i feel like it happened like yesterday to be honest but yeah you still are young bro trust me you got a whole lot of ahead of you bro trust me 
but uh but yeah that's where i graduated and after that i didn't really think about going to like college or anything like that because i i didn't really like <laughs> in high school i wasn't really a good student i was i was a smart student but i was terrible at homework you know like it was a lot of I like once you were out of school you didn't want to even think about school no i just I already know and we all had to go home with homework you're like man i you know what i mean yeah i copy off somebody else i get it done some other way. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie even though i was in like the advanced classes like i was taking like calculus and like advanced physics and stuff like that like that stuff comes to me naturally but like it's hard to retain it you know because it's like i don't want to say it's like photographic memory but it's another word for that where you just soak it all in but you can't spit it out or whatever yeah but uh no i was copying off of my friends uh homework too to just to get by and i barely made it but yeah <laughs> you know bro I, you know i i i was you know when I, I started when i was young i grew up fast so I dropped out of school in ninth grade because, mm -hmm. I, like I said, I was the man of the house at the time. I'm selling weed, you know, trying to, you know, get money to help mom get through things. And, um, you know, I, when I first went to prison, like within my first year, bro, like I got my GED so quick. You know what I'm saying? Like I was always like studious, but the only thing that I, I could not stand was math. I, it was like speaking Chinese to me. You know what I'm saying? Like if we, we could add, subtract and multiply. But everything after that, once you start mixing letters and numbers together, I'm lost. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fractions and all that shit. I said, man, it's over with, man. <laughs> but it was crazy because, you know, I spent so much time, you know, in my youth feeling like I wasn't enough, like I wasn't smart enough. You know what I mean? And then right away, as soon as I went to prison, bro, like I got my education, like within a year, I had my GED, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it was like a big accomplishment for me, bro, because, you know, you go to prison and all you can do is focus on yourself and, you mm -hmm. know, hopefully find the best in yourself and cultivate that. You know, I mean, a place like that, sometimes it makes you better. Sometimes it makes you worse, but you're worse. But, you know, thank God that, you know, the impact it had in my life, I'm able to sit here with you today. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? And everybody else that's already been here too. Yeah. Yeah, ain't no doubt. This, this is this platform. is like the place to be, man. Yeah, for you real. Know? Man. This is what it's all about. Like y'all can't see, but we at a full house, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's beautiful though. It's good, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? To be around good, productive people, man. Yeah, and, and you know, they're all they're here for you, bro. You know what <laughs> I I'm know saying? that's crazy. That's, to me. that's love, bro. I know. I'm telling and everybody was sharing your shit, bro. Like I kept getting dings on my phone. Share, share, share. I said, that's love, man. That, that's people who care about you, who support you, who want to see you win. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? That type of shit is priceless, man. You can't buy that, man. You know what I mean? No, really These are can't. people who believe in you. We, we rooting for you, baby. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, and I'm just now, I'm brand new to most of these people in the room right now, and it's like, to have this much support, you know, so it's well, like... Well, they see really... something in you, bro, the same <laughs> way I see something in you, and and we respect the fact that, you know, you you learned to, what, what's the name of your uh, thing? Uh, the, 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 damn, what do you call it? The, the tribe? No, not what the damn tribe. What? Look at you. Uh, the <laughs> spectrum, the... Uh, oh, the cross spectrum. The cross spectrum. Yeah, I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Like that, like you doing that, yeah, like yeah. literally it's sweet. And I'm not saying it ain't been done before, but yeah. you doing it and bringing it here, like you drawing in a whole new crowd, you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? And it's like, it's like, it's just a very refreshing sound, bro. Oh yeah. See, my goal as an artist is to be, to walk in amongst whatever crowd I want, the rock crowd, the hip hop crowd, the Latino crowd, you know, whatever, 
you know, even the 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 white hipster cafe kind of, you know, I could do that. I've done that. You, you just know? performed at El Club, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. that was my first time there, and I get to perform like that was. Yeah, that's dope, bro. Yeah, it was because I heard, you know, I ain't never been to El Club, but I heard it's, you know. Like it'd it be slapping. It was every slapping. time I drive down Burn, you got seven hundred cars. I'm like, damn, where are they all going? <laughs> right. It was crazy. It was a dope experience though. So shout out to uh Danny S, Brian Ruiz, and Brian Castillo and Laurel, my brother in law Laurel. They all helped me out. They all did their thing. Oh, and EJ for putting me on the list in the first place. So shout out to them and Fiesta Valley. Man, that's my dog, man. EJ he just uh, he just DJed at uh St. Regis Hotel when they were running mm -hmm. the uh, freestyle festival, man. Oh he he been doing his thing, bro, for real, bro. Yeah, I've been seeing him around lately and like me and him just got connected and he was like, Hey bro, like I'm gonna have you do more shows for me, bro. And I'm like, All yeah. right, bet, just let me know. Him and Reyes, man, the culture creators, man. Shout out to you boys, man. They be doing their thing. And I love the way they just network with everybody, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's really dope, dog. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, man. I was just seeing some shit the other day. They, uh, you know where the neighborhood is over there by Western. It's uh, Hubbard Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, they got, like, all these new apartments that they done renovated. And now they call it Hubbard Farms. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's like $2,500 a month. You know what I'm saying? What I said, thing? Bro, who about to live in there? <laughs> right. You know? Who about to live in there for twenty five hundred? I was like, and damn, they just took one street out of Southwest. They call that boy Hubbard Farms. I said, God, yeah, man, they coming for us, them gentry folk, man. You gotta scare them out of here, bro. They be scared when I walk through Corktown, man. I seen them looking at me funny. That was like the first time I probably ever experienced like racism from white people. Was like walking around Corktown and just all nervous and stuff like that. Like, bro. You're in my part of town. What the heck? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. That shit just comes from, you know, years of having them blemishes on our communities them stereotypes about our people. You mm -hmm. know, you could have one bad experience or just never had an experience, but just hurt people, stereotype of people. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's natural. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, just keep being a good person, man. So what we're gonna do, man, is we're gonna uh give everybody a chance to introduce themselves, man, to the people, bro. So uh we'll start with Goyo. Oh, oh, oh. hello everybody. <laughs> Goyo, shout out to you, man. My man, thank you, bro. Yeah. Goyo, you, know, uh, you can find me on uh Instagram, uh YNG underscore uh Goyo. Tell them what you do, Goyo. You've been here a couple times, so they should <laughs> already know. Songs, you, know. <laughs> you know, for the new viewers though, yeah, you know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah, man, I do some music. Uh, got uh, a couple projects coming out pretty soon. Um, you know, this month, Beatmaker right here, Straight Fire. Hell yeah, yeah Mr. Beatmaker. What's yeah. happening, bro? Let us know who you are. Um, Nano, aka Slab Music. You can find me on Instagram, Slab Music. Slap Music? Slab. Oh, slam, like body slam. Oh, no, <laughs> slam my ribs. Oh, slam. Oh, slam, like a slam of ribs. Yeah, okay, yeah, my yeah, man, yeah. I like that. Yeah, okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what he was going for. No, yeah. no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Stay letting business. Yeah, okay. That's the best way I can explain it. Yeah. My dog. My bad. So let them know a little bit about what you do, bro. I mean, I just make beats. I can't rap for shit, so. Oh, okay, man. everybody's cool. a rapper deep down inside. Come on. I know I you guys. Are... I, I, can't. I know you can rap. Yeah. Nah. 
He's in that. That's cool. I'll just stick to making the beats and sending them out to the producers. Everybody got a job to do, man. We <laughs> yeah. all stay in our lane. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What about you, man? Let them know who you are. Uh, what's good, everybody? I'm Software Z, a.k.a. Tempo Beats. Um, mixing and mastering engineer, um, producer, uh, run my own podcast, um, working on a couple albums with a couple other artists. Um, really kind of just the one-stop shop for everything. Doing videos, pretty much kind of doing everything right now so that's dope man tell them where they can find you at. um i'm literally everywhere facebook software z um spotify literally software z uh on spotify temple beats presents temple talks that's my podcast uh instagram temple beats 313 software z underscore 313 literally everywhere Man, that's sweet. I see you everywhere too. Instagram, Facebook, anything. I see you everywhere. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's really dope, man. You know, just just meeting you, seeing how you working, man. You know, I'm really looking forward to uh, you know, here in the near future, you know, working with you doing some type of events, you know what I mean? Definitely. And uh, you know, I just congratulations, bro. You know, anything I I could do to help you, you know, you he's gonna be a guest on 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 here soon, man. So, you know, you'll be able to hear his story and how he got to where he at today. I and uh, of course, we got Victorino and yeah. you next. I am Dolce Quetzal. I just uh, really I just jumped on the rap scene kind of just in the last couple of years. I rap and I also battle rap. Got a battle this Saturday. Ooh, okay. Oh, where, where was that battle at, sir? Yeah. Tell oh, I got a poker flyer. I don't know the exact uh, address, but uh, it's here at Detroit. Um, it's a three round battle. I'm facing a young man named C Wordplay. Shit ought to be good. Okay. This is my eighth battle. That's dope, bro. Hey, it's not nice. always easy. Even some of the coldest rappers, they can't battle oh. and they can't freestyle. Exactly. Battling is easy. Man, once you get your little niche for it, then you kind of can't stop. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell them what Quetzal means? Quetzal is a oh. Quetzal is a bird that is indigenous to the jungles of Mexico and Central America. In fact, it's Guatemala's national bird, and it's the name of their currency. So it's, Ooh, it was it's deep, as, baby. The, it's get, deep. The, the Quetzal was seen as sacred by the Aztec and the Maya. I can't speak for the Maya in this sense, but the Aztec, if you harmed one of them, that was punishable by death. Wow. So like it's, yeah, yeah so, man. So that, that bird was sacred to them, yes, baby. Sir. Yeah, that's dope, man. I love learning the history of things. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm oh, saying? Because there's so much more to it, you know, mm-hmm. that, that just meets the eye. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yep. So, you know, as you guys see, man, we got we got a whole squad here of brothers, man, a talent, you know what I'm saying? Brothers who are moving forward, people who are productive and willing to work with each other, uplift each other, motivate each other, support each other. Like, this is what I wanted to create. You know what I'm saying? Like, like these are the things that are priceless, man. Money came by unity. Money came by peace. Us as people, we're the ones who have to put our hearts on the table and come together and make things, you know what I'm saying, the way that we see according to what's fit to our culture, you know what I'm saying, and what we believe, man. So just to see you guys all in different realms of thing, making beat, photography, I mean, uh, uh, videography, uh, uh, lyricists, you know what I'm saying? Cross spectrum, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey. And and it was so cold, bro. Like we was in here vibing like, damn, I could see that being played on the beaches of Texas or, you know, <laughs> California or something, hey. you know what I'm saying? And it came hey. right from here in Southwest Detroit. Hey, help me out with that, man. Hey, blow it up. Victorino Vibration, once again, mm-hmm. check it out. I'm, I think I'm nice. I don't 
don't know. Shout out to them brothers <laughs> at the Caribbean too, man. Much love to y'all boys, man. Yeah, we got a lot of brothers in the house, man. They here, they showing love, they showing support. You know what I'm saying? Maybe in the near future we get them, have them a guest as guests come tell their stories, man. Yeah. So um, let, let's talk about, man, the ins and outs of the business, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are some of the things that are easy? What are some of the things that are challenging right now in your field? I mean, like, I know that everybody comes here and has the passion to do what they do. But ultimately, ultimately, we got to make some money, though, right? So how do we make money with what we do? We got so much talent. You know what I'm saying? We got lyricists. We got beat makers. We got producers. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, how do we make money with this, bro? I mean, it's a good start. Everybody's at the table. Everybody here is a contributor. Everybody here is an asset. But how do we turn it into money, man? Is it shows? Is it followers? Is it views? Like, what platforms do we need to be on? Who do we need to link with? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you guys think? Hearts well, and minds, my bad. I was gonna say, I, I, I knew what, <laughs> but I was gonna say, uh, Distro Kid helps a lot. That's a, I know that some of us, uh, I think everybody here uses it, then that's a way for uh, artists to stay independent and it puts it's like a like a like a service you put put your music on there and it goes to like all like platforms, so like Spotify, Apple Music, uh. I don't know what the heck is on there. Radio. Yeah, all that other stuff that I don't use. I only use YouTube. I'm a boomer. So anyway, <laughs> I'm a boomer by heart. But uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm starting to get more in tune to the business. So I'm learning as I'm like going. And bro, like we're really getting known. Like, like I get people reaching out to me all the time from different states, bro. And they're like, hey, we've been hearing about you guys in Southwest. We want to come. We want to uh, throw events. We want to have festivals. We want all your people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, we're being recognized. In a, in, and it's like so many people, bro, they feel to realize that when they see Detroit, they only think of a black population. Mm -hmm. We have a Latino population that is thriving. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, in every aspect of life, for real, man. And uh, and in entertainment, bro, like we're we're making our way, and brothers are hearing about us, they're recognizing us. You know what I'm saying? And and they're willing to work with us, man. I remember before people didn't even want to come to Detroit, you know. So you know, I applaud you guys for setting a new standard of breaking down a barrier. Now we building bridges with Chicago, Jersey. We got freestyle artists coming. We got hip hop artists coming from everywhere. Like, man, bro, I love it. And and even like. Like I said, I would like to invite you brothers, man, uh, for the final Fridays at the DHDC. We got open mic. Uh, Southwest Seas throws an event there, bro. And and you, if you're a lyricist, it, it doesn't matter if you blow a flute or play the banjo or accordion, whatever. Come on through. You know what I mean? But it's events like that that keep community people and community ties together and keep mm -hmm. everybody friendly and networking with each other, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like I said, bro, I remember like back in the days, they used to talk about how Atlanta was so successful because of the unity within their within their artists. Everybody supported one yeah. another. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, since the beginning of this podcast, I always talked about breaking that cycle of that crab in a bucket theory. You know what I'm saying? Where everybody wants to be number one. Everybody wants to be the best. They willing to step on you and pull you down and all this, man. Like for what, man? We ain't even got to do all that, bro. Like we can move together as a, as, as a one unit, a whole community with everybody got different talent you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying there's enough for everybody 
Yeah. So what's like, like for you, like there's so many brothers who are talented, who are artists and they sacrifice so much of their life and so much of their time, bro, and money into videos and music and sessions. And it's like, at the end of the day, the goal is to make money, right? The goal is what? Is it to become famous? I mean, I know you got to have a passion for your job and what you do, but you know, we also have families. We got bills to pay. You know what I mean? So like, how long do you go until you realize like, this is for me, this isn't for me. I know sometimes people get discouraged, you know what I'm saying? But like, how do we go to the next level? I just keep grinding pretty much. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually the, the shows actually, they, they do pay off sometimes. Yeah. That helps out and just promoting yourself pretty much is, uh, is the key. Just keep promoting yourself, pushing yourself. Eventually, it's going to get to the right eyes, to the right ears, and just going to do something. How, imp how important is it to have a, a supportive team with you? Oh, that is very, it's very important, man. Because, like, mm -hmm. you, can, you can do it, all right, you can get to the success, but you can't get there alone. Mm -hmm. You have to have a group of people that is with you. That's when the team comes in and helping mm -hmm. everybody out, you know, pushing each other, motivating each other, picking everybody, you know. That's, that helps out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you gotta have a team. What about in your business? How, how you know, how do you make money? I mean, just contacting artists, you know. And that's about it. Just sending them beats, making an agreement right there. Either, either we exchange work or they just buy the beat off of me right there and there. I feel like it's easy for you because you got, you got a product, you know. Yeah, that's pretty, that, yeah, that's pretty much what I have is just a product business you know so i mean i guess you could say we do too but. so do you reach out to people do you promote yourself do you uh, do you just network with people within the community mainly most of all that just networking and, and promoting myself pretty much okay so give us some tools how do you promote yourself really just right now social media is the main way to go social media you know, okay as much as you can and then making sure you create good content what about like posters flyers um billboards I like mean, like for for local stuff like that yeah you know that that's perfect mm -hmm. you know but like if you're trying to expand your your your, your fan base and you know mm -hmm. try to reach more people mm -hmm. social media is that the way to okay yeah. all right yeah that's cool i yeah i can i can understand that yeah. i just think that it's important and it's very vital to anybody's success to utilize and take advantage of every opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Not just the big people, the small people, the people near, you know what I'm saying? The people who are far, you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's just, and, and you're right. Social media is definitely like one of the number one ways, you know, to get known because it only takes one or two people to check, hear your song and share it and, you know, subscribe to it and things like that. Or, you know, you made a cold beat for a guy and they're like, Hey man, who made your beat? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, you know, but like, it's like I said, like, do you, is it like a challenging um, profession? Like, do you got, other beat makers like, oh, come mess with me, don't mess with him. Is it is it a competition or do you mean, just stay in your lane? I, I don't really see it as a competition because there there's my weaknesses could be another producer's strength. So I mean, why not share it? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's dope, man. I like that. It was very well put, man. So, yeah. I mean, that that's pretty much how I think about it, though. It, there shouldn't be a competition in this because if we're all trying to do something that we love and create something good, then why why compete? You know, mm -hmm. why have some beef over something stupid? 
Z, what about you, bro? You just started this podcasting thing. Yeah. So how's that been going? That's for you actually so been working really good for me. Um, I've gained a lot more exposure as far as my the engineering services and uh, beats. Um, just doing the podcast, the couple events that I've done. I've networked with people from California, Florida, Texas, mm-hmm. um, New York. It's we've got. I've got so much work coming in now just from the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. It's um, like he said, social media is like the best bet to go as long as you do it the right way um the right times you know especially when people are just getting out of work you want to hit somebody with poster mm-hmm. um same thing with beats you want to make sure you got good promotion behind it good visuals behind if you have a youtube video um and be just be professional that's the best thing you can do is be as in 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 our field and reliable yeah and reliable yeah and, because a lot of people are not reliable in this business bro i'm telling mm-hmm. you it's very difficult to get people in on time with the same agenda at the same <laughs> place you know what i'm that saying was, never mind I won't say yeah no names, i just man but... listen we we ended up doing a um a uh a, a, a cypher and you we we have six guys and it was like really challenging to get everybody at the same place at the same time you know and everybody have all their materials ready like it was very challenging bro and i mean it was a good turnout but at the end of the day man it's a lot of work yeah you know there's hey, a lot you, of work to put into it if you ever have that cypher man i'm trying to get on in on it man i've seen somebody else mention it before on your show i forgot his name but yeah. yeah, let me get in on that. I got you, bro. And I just got to figure and out and an easy too. way, an easier way, bro, because I'll tell you what, man. And, and you know what, bro? I got all the pieces here to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we it, it should it was, should be easy for us. I think we should do it at the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, my man, Jose Del Valle, the voice of Detroit. He done tapped in, linked in with the hint from the Caribbean. You know, we're going to work on some future projects, man. And uh, you know, represent for the hint there, man. Yeah. So so like how do your families feel? Like, you know, your your kids, your women, if you know, if, if you have families, like how does that play That's a part? A you know, how does it affect, you know, how what kind of impact? Like, are you uh, you know, constantly arguing about things? Are they supportive? Do they see the vision? I mean, do, does it make sense to them sometimes? Like, you know, because whatever your craft may be, you know, your heart guides you. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times you got to make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I also know that it creates a lot of turmoil sometimes mm-hmm. within your own household because, you know, when you got a lot to manage, man, you got to divide your time, divide your love, you know what I'm saying? And all that type of stuff. So, like, are those types of things challenging for you or or does it is it easy peasy, you know? Bro, my kids hate me. <laughs> like, nah, I ain't got no kids. Oh, the ones the wall. Got you. Got you. That's a challenge. It's a challenge. But eventually, you know, you get you get to figure it out. Little by little. Yeah. Day by day. Yeah, no doubt, because I'll tell you what, bro, even like running this podcast, like it's very time consuming. We've been doing a lot of pop up locations uh, mm-hmm. at locations. We've been doing our thing. We uh, did the Booth Mobile one. We were at, over there at Dearborn at uh, what was it? The Modern Greek Lashes and all them places like it's it's sweet, but it's a lot of work, bro. Moving yeah. equipment. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, we work real jobs, too. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, be the hardest thing easy. 
It's mm-hmm. not. We uh, being in an entertainment yeah. business, period. Yeah. Yeah. For, real, for real, I mean, you got the expectations from the crowd. You got the expectations from yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you want to please the crowd, but you don't want to go too out of your own element just to please them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you still want to be yourself, but at the same time, you're trying to reach as many hearts and minds as, <laughs> you know, as I was saying earlier. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, it's it it's not an easy road, I, but it's it's very rewarding. You know, the the upside is you know worth the trouble. It's, yeah, I mean, they always say your net worth is is, is dictated through your network, mm-hmm. and I swear, just being in this business, bro, I've met so many good people. You know what I'm saying? Humble people. Yeah. Yes, and and you know, people that who are willing to work, people who embrace you know what you do, who support you know what you do but i just like i said man i just want people to understand you know the sacrifices you know the good the bad and the ugly other business that 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 we're in Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying sometimes you got good days sometimes you got bad days you know what i mean and it's like how do you stick to it because there's been a couple times where i'm like man like like do i give up you know what i'm saying like what am i you know like it's always been about the heart and the mind like you said that always came first you know because i wanted to be able to fulfill its purpose bro which is to reach the community share our stories create healing develop change and growth you know what i'm saying and all that good stuff but you know at the end of the day it's like man you know it takes time away from your house from your family from your kids from your wives from you know things that you want to do you know it really does consume you you know so it's like what keeps you going what keeps you motivated in it you know just i guess the idea of progression whether it be monetary just skill wise because or Mm. just being known locally whatever avenue you're trying to go down whatever lane as long as you feel that you are properly occupying whatever lane you're trying to be in Mm -hmm. and you're completely delivering on that then i feel like that in itself is more than rewarding enough. I mean, you know, people recognize what you're doing. They recognize the direction you're going. Mm-hmm. They see you, you know, and you're making yourself known. And, you know, when you put you on the table, that's, you know, no one else can replicate that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's. How do you guys feel about diversity? Like, do you guys stay where where you're comfortable or do you like, are you willing to like network with other people, step outside of, you know, your comfort zone and try new things? Um, you know, like how, how is that? Like, or is there just like a certain type of crowd that you target with your music and with your skills? Or are you honestly, willing to work with anybody, everybody? Honestly, in my experience, it's the newcomers, the new people that come to you that are some of the best people that, you know, give you some of the best content to work with you know i've worked with people from out of state and never heard a lick of their name and they came with some hard shit so you know it's sometimes it's the best that's that's the best thing is people that come from out of town or people are out of you know even just in the same state but from up north down south something like that you Mm -hmm. know and they come here to detroit and you know they lay down the table that's some of the best people that i've ever worked with the new people the people that are you know the people with that drive still that brand new drive that they had just discovered hey i want to be an artist and they you know they're going to go and spend two three thousand dollars in their first three months of being in your career you know what i mean those are the people that and then they'll see a turnaround with it too as long as they stick with it sometimes they'll get people that'll drop a thousand dollars two thousand dollars drop an album two albums and then disappear what was the yeah. whole 
point of that, you know? Maybe they just lose focus of and that's the thing, people man. get burnt out on things. Yeah, thing. I know people who invested years in going to college and getting educated, and then by the time they got their degree, they didn't even want to do the work anymore. They were like, man, I don't even want to do this shit. And I'm like, damn, you spent all that money and time investing in something. I know people who's got multiple degrees and don't do nothing that mm -hmm. they went to school for. Yeah. You know, I even heard stories that some people were like, well, my parents always wanted me to do this and be this, but it's not really what I wanted. So they just pursued the path that their parents had, you know, encouraged them to be on. And then they become adults and now they, you know, can't stand their lives and their careers and everything they've been through because, you know, they wanted to go do something else in life, you know. So, you know, I always tell people like, man, if I was to die tomorrow, I'll die a happy man because I live my life the way that I want to. You know what I'm saying? I treat people good. I treat everybody with much love, respect, with support, with kindness, with consideration, with empathy, with all that good stuff, bro. You know what I'm saying? As humans, man, we're blessed to be able to to be able to um, make transitions, to make change, to be able to grow. You know what I'm saying? We're not, you know, like animals. Animals only live one certain way. You know what I mean? And us, we have the ability to be able to migrate, transform, transition, yep. do whatever we want to do with our lives. You know, life is what you make it, man. You know what I'm saying? If, if You know, even even under rough conditions, you can still make yourself, you know, make your situation better just by the way that you think. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, listen, man, uh, I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in, who's been show showing love, who's been showing support, who's been subscribing to the El Nino podcast. Everybody's been showing love to the Lit Music Entertainment. You know what I'm saying? We're going to let these brothers sign this wall in a minute. You know, that's one of the uh, traditions that we have here at Lit Music Entertainment Studios. And, uh, you know, everybody's always excited. Like, I can't wait to sign the wall and this, this, that, and the other. And, you know, it's something, man. We, we started from the bottom. Now we're here, man. We did this out of our own basement with our own talent, networking with each other. And, uh, you know, so far, so good, man. You know, so, you know, much love to everybody who's in the business. You know, we're willing to work with you, you know what I'm saying, and, and move forward together and, uh, you know, ac accomplish the mission that we on. But, you know, at the end of the day, man, somebody got to cut the check, bro, because, you know, we got bills to pay. We got miles to feed. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to switch over over here to the wall and uh, get you to sign this. You know what? Whoever, whichever one of y'all haven't signed this wall yet, y'all can sign it today. OK, <laughs> wait, I just want to say one last thing, though. Uh, shout out to Domingo Cortez. That that's my favorite rapper slash videographer right now. And, uh, hey, yeah, Domingo yeah. Cortez. Domingo, hot. Yeah, man. He's I don't know what I'm doing out of it. I see. I need him in my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and uh, shout out to Behoff Photography if you're watching. Yeah. Shout out to my man Manny. You know <laughs> Manny Banks. He does his photography. I love it when he pop in. That's my fam. And good luck, he'll get your shoes together, man. So if you don't know, now you know. If you got, you know, you know, scuffed up your uh, your Yeezys or you know, peeled back your J's, he'll get you together, man. So get with my man Manny Banks. Yo, what's up? Yeah, vámonos, mi gente. Dile, dile. <laughs> yeah, come on I in. Let, let these brothers come in real quick. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah, move yeah, over yeah. to the wall. We're gonna let these brothers <laughs> come in real quick. Right. <laughs> Like I said, man, here at the 
here at the El Nino podcast. We in the business of supporting each other, man. So I'm gonna let these brothers come on. They got some events coming up. I'm gonna let them tell you tell you who they are and what they got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, what's up, this negrito ratataya? Tu sabes, we taking over El Nino. No bulto. Thank you for the opportunity, man. You know, yeah, always appreciate it. it. Sure. You know, we just want to let you guys know, you know, what we have going on. Uh, tomorrow, we have an event. You know, we have a little food thing. We're going to uh, be giving away food. We got a thousand boxes. You know, them boxes need to go. I'm going to be putting them in myself, in with, your trunk. With, so with. just, you know what I'm saying? So make sure, you know, you pull up to the Caribbean, you know, if you need, if you got anybody that need help or whatever, we there for the community, you know, so. That's going to be with Jessica. That's the Detroiters Help with Detroiters. Okay. She's always helping the community out, even when it has to do with your pets. That's so she's always right. on it. You know, Jessica Damn, Miller. that's sweet. With Detroit Help and Detroiters, she put this together with us, the Caribbean. And that's what we're doing tomorrow. So what's the yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're going to start at 11 a.m. Until the whole a thousand boxes are gone. So, you know, make sure, make sure you get your way out there, you know, to the Caribbean. You know? That's sweet. So, so what are we doing? That? What can they expect when they come to the Caribbean, bro? You know what I'm saying? Uh, For the nightlife. Now, now we're giving the charity. We're sharing with the community. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But if they want to come up in there and get them a little. Oh, you, you know, already know. I mean, we got the salsa, merengue, reggaeton. We got a little bit of everything, you know? So, like, we are very... uh diversity community you know what i'm saying like you said you know what i'm saying everybody thinks southwest oh it's only one type of group of people you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. no you got from arab to latino to the white to the black man we, i think we even got aliens in this moment <laughs> <laughs> to be honest you know we do, so, we do, man. you know <laughs> so exactly so you know what i'm saying don't 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 be ashamed you know what i'm saying don't don't be shy so just come to the caribbean you know what i'm saying and we'll show you how to dance if you don't know how to Definitely, man. You want to have a good time, man. Yeah. Definitely come come see the Hinton, man. That's where our strength comes from, is from our unity and from our sure. diversity, man. And, you know, we put all of our hearts on the table, man, and we beat as one, man. So, uh, you know, I appreciate yeah. you guys coming on here. And uh, let them know exactly where they can find you if they want to contact you. They might want to book the place. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know my name, uh, Negrito Ratata. You can find me on all platforms. You know, uh, Instagram, even YouTube page. Even though I'm not no artist, you know what I'm saying? It's not one day, one day, you know, yeah. we're aiming for that. But, you know, just find me right there on Negrito Ratata. And then I got my cousin right here, you know, Alberto Lopez. Uh, you can always look him up on Facebook, uh, Instagram, or any other platforms. And my cousin right here, Porfirio, as well. For Keep sure, all the, sure, all the sure. business in the family. Yeah, and also we got Rincon Tropical, the Puerto Rican restaurant. It's also a nightclub there. So, you know, we have options for the people. We also like to bring vendors right. in all the time. We had John from Hibachi three one three. You had yeah, Oof, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. like, hey, Whoa. shout out to you, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the yeah. 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 John hooked that up the other day, man. Good looking, John. I, I, I love the shrimp. The shrimp was he'd be on it. He'd be on it. So we, yeah. know, we we bring a lot of vendors um to the spot. We about to be having something with Jose. Also with Jose three one three. Okay, yeah, so Detroit forever. Yeah, so he's gonna be yeah. in the building soon. You know, where unity comes power. I love you know? it. Where yeah, unity man. comes power, and as long as we stay united, we'll be strong together. For Ain't sure. no doubt about it, man. I love it, man. Para adelante con la gente. Hey, you know what? If you guys want, you guys can sign the Wall of Fame, too, man. You know what I'm saying? I want to sign the Wall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to take my spot for the interview. For sure, for sure. Thank you very much, Jose Lasaya, too. For yeah. yeah. Shout out to Music it. Entertainment, baby. <laughs> yeah. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Well, you yeah. know, you're a power.
dream Kill it when you walk in with a gangster lean Even though you know they go, they are This has been an episode of Real Everyday People Part of the El Nino Podcast Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook Every Monday night at 9pm Eastern and for full episodes, the El Nino podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.